I'm Ryan. I'm a science teacher. I'm Cheryl, and I slept through science. Each episode, we'll tackle a science question you may have learned in school, but can't quite remember or fully explain. And I'll take the risk of asking the dumb questions so that we can all understand the science we slept through. The bell has rung. Let's get started. Welcome to lesson 27. We are in our color unit. Cheryl, do you have a colorful question today? Do I ever, Ryan? I, I don't know. I asked you. Do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. great. Um, and next week, we'll talk about... I was going to say rhetorical questions, but that was not a rhetorical question. So we'll figure out what questions are in the first place. Um, <laughs> you know, one fun thing about this podcast has been reflecting um, on moments of school that I do remember. Oh, uh-huh. Since, you know, there's we're talking a lot about what I don't remember. Sure. Um, and I remember a lot about preschool. Okay. So I wanted to share something from preschool that I still remember. Yep. And it's the rainbow song. Oh, you learned a song. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple makes the rainbow bright, bright, bright. Wow. And that's how I learned what colors are in the rainbow. That's awesome. Yeah. And it stuck and with you. It stuck with me. I still know all six colors of the rainbow. I know how to rainbow order things, which is very important as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I can draw a color wheel. These are great things. But then somewhere along the way, I heard some nonsense about indigo, violet, something or other. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was lied to by my preschool teacher and I don't appreciate it. Oh, so is this a therapy session? Color therapy? (laughs) Yeah, this is like art therapy, right? Like that's a thing. Yeah, we just talk about how we were lied to as children. But I kind of feel like, so are there more than six colors in the rainbow? And like, how long did we know about it? And like, why can't I see it when I look at the rainbow? Or can I? And I just don't know what to look for. Hmm. What's the deal? What's the deal with the rainbow? That's your All question. All of my questions become a Seinfeld question, pretty much. It's like, what is the deal? <laughs> I'm not great at my Seinfeld voice. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not a Seinfeld fan, so I wouldn't get the reference anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, I think you've start sort of already done a little bit pre-assessment-y, but let's just focus in to make sure. What do you think if someone were to put you on a game show and ask you to list all the colors in the rainbow, which ones would you give right now today? Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Okay. I think there might be, I think there's seven. Okay. And do you think there's seven because that's how many of the things you just listed? Or do you think there's seven because someone has told you that there are seven? Someone told me about indigo and that they call purple, violet, which really is all just words that we choose to call things. But I've heard it listed like that, maybe from my sister, who I do use as a valid source. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't look like that to me. And normally we don't 
on a regular basis, when we draw a rainbow, when we put things in rainbow order, we're we're not referring to those seven, but this maybe feels similar to the Pluto not being a planet thing where we're kind of hanging on to it a little bit still, even though we have new information. Hanging on to rainbow. which thing? The old information. Like, which, And which one is the old one? Six colors in the rainbow. But Six now colors do is we, the old one. Yeah. Okay. But now do we know there's seven? Now, I'm going to ask a really dumb question. Okay. That's what this podcast is all about. Sure. Have you seen a rainbow? Yes. I love it. <laughs> okay. And when you picture a rainbow, would you say you usually see how many colors-ish would you say you would normally see in a rainbow? Oh, like four or five. You know, because okay. honestly, those you see the warm tones much more vibrantly. I don't know if it's because it's just like contrasted against the blue sky, which is a cool tone. And so maybe those like blues and purples just kind of blend with the sky color more. So you don't see the blues and the purples. That's I mean, the ones you sometimes, don't see. but like they kind of get all blendy. Okay. It's like, you see like red, orange, yellow, green, and then cool tones. Hmm. I know green's also a cool tone, but I can you can see green like a little bit more and then it just like gets a little fadey. Okay. So would you say that you see that there is some color there? You you just can't distinguish oh, between yeah. them or like yeah. it just fades off into the sky? I don't know. They just get blendy. You can see the cool tones, but like it just blendy it's not with each other or blendy with the sky. Well, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And do you think, do you think the number of colors in the rainbow could change over time? Do you mean to our knowledge or would rainbows change over time? Do you think rainbows would change over time? Like through history? Mm -hmm. So like in the future, there might be more colors that rainbows just decide to start showing? Well, they wouldn't decide to start showing. I'm just asking, do you think that? No. Okay. So you think no. it's, what do you think causes the change then? Our knowledge. Okay. So you think we've learned more information? Yeah. That's why I was saying, I think it's like Pluto. Okay. Pluto didn't change, but like we identified something different. We identified an additional color that we couldn't identify before. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just trying to just trying to figure out what what's in your head. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> on this issue, okay. <laughs> we will start talking about this with a little bit of a history lesson. Ooh, okay. So we are going across the hallway, a little bit down around the corner to history class, but somehow you're still the teacher. Y yes. Great. Or or cool. maybe it's that we're doing scientific history. Maybe that's uh it. Oh, cool. Yes. You referenced Roy G. Biv. Yeah. Right? Or you, at least you referenced those colors. Yeah. Did you say Roy G. Biv? Now I don't remember. I listed those colors. Yeah. I didn't use the phrase or the acronym. But you have, you are familiar with Roy G. Biv, yes? Yeah, because I said indigo and violet and I've heard that term before. Right. Yeah. And that's just sort of a way to sort of remember all of those in order, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. 
that original system of seven different colors came from a scientist that you have almost certainly heard of before, Sir Isaac Newton. Oh my gosh, he was going to be my guess. Oh, was he really? I should have yeah. let you guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what else is Newton really well known for? He has three laws. Okay. About motion. He does. As a matter of fact, have you learned anything about those? Yeah. People can go back in time, but not really. They can just go back into one of our previous episodes. I looks like it is episode number seven, lesson mm -hmm. number seven, where we talk about car accidents. Yeah. So yeah. we've talked about Newton a little bit before. Newton did a whole lot when it comes to science, but color was one of the things that Newton was super interested in. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. He was one of the first people, at least as far as we know, that did experiments around different colors of light. I'm guessing you've seen or played around with a prism before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a prism takes white light and splits it into colors. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I have a picture for you. Ooh, I'm excited. Because you like looking at pictures, right? Didn't you say you I, like looking at pictures? I do. And this is a good chance for me to remind our listeners that if you are listening to our podcast with your ears, you can also go over to YouTube and check out Ryan's screen share. Yeah. Did you take this? I did take this. Oh, I love this. Yes. I Because I'm a crazy science person. And so when I saw this just out, out in the world, I was like, I need to take a picture of that because that is a perfect image of like basically what a prism does. But it was just happening. Obviously, that's glass. So it's not natural. The glass does not just naturally live there like that. But you can see a rainbow that split because the light just hit from the sun at just the right angle and it split it into a rainbow. That's so fun. I really like this. Also, from this picture, you could argue that there are four colors in the rainbow. Mm, interesting. Why do you say that? Because I see four prominent colors. Mm -hmm. And what are they? Red, mm -hmm. yellow, mm -hmm. Green and blue. I would call that blue. Oh, interesting. See, that's very interesting because I also see four very prominent colors. I would call uh -huh. them red, kind of a dark yellow, teal, and purple. Yeah. I mean, you could, I could see your argument for purple. It really could go either way for me. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's like a bluish purple, which is, it is. kind of it is. deal, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. And that is one of the points that you made that is actually true. The words that we use for a color, those are totally arbitrary. Yeah. When Newton came up with uh, the system of there being seven colors, there's, I mean, we don't know 100% for sure all the reasons why, but we think that he cared and specifically wanted there to be seven. Some people think just because of, you know, there's seven is in a lot of uh, religious areas. Like oftentimes seven is an important number. Um, and also with musical scales, there are seven notes in an octave. And there was seven days of the week. Yep. Seven days of the week. There's lots of sevens mm -hmm. and Newton and not just Newton, but a lot of people around that time liked to have things that matched and had patterns and that followed those same patterns. So it's entirely possible that he picked the number seven first and then determined what the colors were. 
Okay. <laughs> but is that making sense? Yeah. That is a little bit backwards from what you were originally saying. You yeah. were thinking we probably thought there were fewer. And over time, we learned more information and discovered that there were more. We actually started with seven when Newton oh. sort of made that system up. But then over time, we've observed the same thing that you just observed. I don't really see seven colors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it and it varies too. You also talked about with the ra with rainbows and how sometimes you can't always see those. I have a picture of a rainbow too. <gasps> Yay, so many fun pictures today. So many pictures. Now, one of the things we got to keep in mind too, that this is taken with my the camera on my phone, which has its own sensors, which are a little bit different than our eyes. So sometimes our phones can pick up things that our eyes can't, and sometimes our eyes can pick up things that our phones can't. This is obviously not a super bright rainbow, mm -hmm. not as bright as the other one was, but you can see definitely, I, at least I can see sort of that reddish orange, mm -hmm. definitely the yellow. To me, I can see a lot more of the green in this yep. one than in the yep. other one. I can see the blue and then sort of kind of purplish maybe. Yeah. yeah. Right? Same. Yeah. Once again, there's a variety and it's fuzzy. They all blend together. And the reality is that color itself is a human construction. And I mean that in a couple of ways. <laughs> one, what? It just sounds like the phrase gender is a construct and you're like well actually color is a construct <laughs> i said a construction i didn't say a construct <laughs> but it reminded me of that and it was sure. very funny like the latest the latest thoughts on everything is like yes. color is a construct <laughs> well that's true well and, and but color for a couple of reasons one is what you already mentioned we can name whatever we want based on what we see and yeah. we can see things slightly differently from one person to another that's a factor. But then also, if you want to get really technical, color doesn't exist without the human eye and the human brain. Oh. Color is what we perceive when a specific wavelength of light hits our eyes. Hmm. And this is maybe going to get a little more complicated, but once again, I'm going to share to give you a visual to see if this helps a little bit. Over on the left, you can see there's sort of a rainbow. This time it's vertical, right? With red on the bottom and kind of the violet or purple on the top. And notice how then on the right, you've got in that same color, what looks like a, like a water wave, right? A wave shape. Mm -hmm. And as you go from the top to the bottom, so from the purples all the way down to the reds, the waves get bigger. They get longer between each top and bottom of each wave. Yeah, which makes it seem even more like somebody drew a picture of the ocean because the ones that are closer to you would have more space between them like sure. that and look larger. Exactly. So but I like this rainbow ocean quite a lot. The rainbow ocean, exactly. Mm -hmm. And this yeah. is obviously not the actual sizes. You can see there's some numbers written on there with NM. That stands for nanometers. That's the actual wavelength. So this is a one nanometer is one billionth of a meter. Much, much smaller than you could see or put on a ruler. We're talking Whoa. about very, very small wavelengths. But these are the different wavelengths of light. And what we perceive those different wavelengths is as different colors. And you could break those wavelengths up into groups 
however you want to. Wow. I was going to say, you're, 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 you're doing some processing there. I can see it on your face. But what do you mean by wavelengths, though? Or waves? What do I mean by waves? What's well, a wave? Well, you think of, for the purposes of this, this yes. may be another, a whole other episode. <laughs> think of like a water wave. Okay. And there's little, they're called photons. That's what light is made of. And it mm -hmm. basically moves in a wave. Oh, okay. And depending on how it moves will depend on the color that we see. When it moves where the amounts be between each wave are pretty long, then that's a redder color. If it's really short in between each one, then that is a bluer or a purple pur purpler color. And for those of you who don't see what ridiculous thing I'm doing with my hand right now, <laughs> Yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah, I thought you um, So the photons, so us seeing color requires light to be present. Yes. And that's why when it's like pitch black, or not pitch black, mostly dark outside and you can kind of see things, the world looks like it's black and white. That's actually for a different reason. And that would be oh. a great question to talk about in another lesson. So you should probably <laughs> write that down because that's really interesting, but it's a little bit different. Okay. But yeah, so when we talk about color, we're talking about both the wavelength and what we perceive it to look like. And if there are wavelengths that are technically different, like you see the top one for purple, it says 400 nanometers. Well, okay, but if it's 403 nanometers, we're not really going to notice a difference between 400 and then 403 nanometers. Oh, yeah. It's like when you choose a different color of font in your computer program and you can open up like that big, big circle with all those yeah. different colors on them. And you, mm -hmm. or you can like type in like the RGB yep. of it yep. and you like change it a little bit and it just changed like the shade. Mm -hmm. But it's like still purple. You would still call it the same color. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there are times even where we can't perceive the difference too. Yeah. And, and maybe this is more information than we need. But another way that we know that there's there are colors, and I put that in quotes, beyond the visible ones that we can see. Have you heard of infrared? Yes. So infra means below or less than or beneath. And those are the wavelengths that are just longer than the color red that we can see. They're still there. It's still light. We just can't see it because our eyes aren't sensitive to it. Can some animals though, right? Yes, some animals yeah. can, yes. And then on the other end of the spectrum, do you know what would be past violet? Ultraviolet. Exactly. And those are wavelengths that are a lot shorter than what our eyes can see. And then we can't see it anymore. And that's partially, though not entirely, why on the rainbow, the two edges are fuzzy because they're just going out of the wavelengths that we can see. It's not just that, but that's part uh, of it. Oh, so it doesn't have to do with the blue sky in the background there, so much. Not as much, although that is a factor as well, but that's not so much, that's not only what it is. There's a whole lot of things there. Wow. <laughs> There's that processing face again. I just have so many more questions that I think are a lot of other lessons. Yeah. Do you want to rapid but fire them real quick? I mean, yeah, because then I wonder, like, if my red shirt, like, what makes the red red? I know that, like, our eyes perceive it as that, mm -hmm. but it's because there's red dye. But how did the dye get red? Okay. Then, or anything. Um, 
and then a rainbow is like that light broken into those like fragments mm -hmm. but why does it break into fragments mm -hmm. it has something to do with water but like so i wonder about that too mm -hmm. um and then what's the deal with colorblind people mm -hmm. so like that's another question and there's like two different levels of colorblind or amounts of colorblind okay but then I guess you could call us colorblind uh, to infrared and ultraviolet. Sure. Yeah. Or like dogs are pretty colorblind on the other side of things. Um, and then I still don't totally get photons <laughs> for well, what their, their situation join is. Join the club. Yeah. <laughs> that, that may have to be its own series of lessons. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. But here's what I'm going to tell you. You and all of your questions about color are in really good company. Remember, Isaac Newton, lots of questions about color. Another really, really famous, I would argue more famous even than Newton. I'm pausing so you can guess. Oh, no. I have to think of a second scientist. Who's Edison. Close. Oh, wait, close to Edison? Benjamin Franklin? How is Benjamin Franklin close to Edison? I don't know. They both lived in the U.S. <laughs> and are historical okay. U.S. figures. Nope. Think about wild hair. Oh, Einstein. Einstein. That's why I said you were close because it was the same first letter. Oh, okay. <laughs> that type of close. Yeah, sorry. Apparently that wasn't <laughs> helpful. So Einstein and all of his ideas also came from thinking about light and how light behaves. Oh. There's been major, and obviously there's other scientists who've done awesome, cool things with light as well. But those two super well-known ones, a lot of their work, not all, but a lot of their work actually came from asking a whole bunch of questions about light. So you're in very good company in asking oh. questions about color and about light. Yay. And to come all the way back around to your original question about uh, being like indigo, right? Yeah. Most people now don't really count indigo as a color because it's so difficult to distinguish it from either blue or purple, just kind of like what you were saying and what you see with it. So we don't really count it. Roy G. Biv is still something that you hear a lot. I've still talked about it in my class because it's very familiar, but indigo is not a helpful distinction of color, at least not today. And then it kind of messes up the color wheel, which is a bummer. We have like the three primary colors and the three secondary colors and they all mix, like which ones mix to make which ones. Yes. And that's actually a whole nother argument about why indigo shouldn't be considered one of the colors because it's whatever, a secondary or a tertiary. I don't know. I'm not an expert on the color wheel, but I just know that that's a factor as well. So mm. color wheel. <laughs> nice. So in conclusion, my preschool teacher did not lie to me about that. Well, okay, you just jumped to the last question on your quiz, Cheryl. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, that was my last question. Did Yay! your preschool teacher lie to you and explain how you know? Oh, I have to explain how I know. Of course. Um, well, because first of all, color is a construct. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be quoting that so much. Okay, um, that's your third question. <laughs> Sorry, answer question four first. We'll, we'll just do these backwards, apparently. <laughs> We do the quiz in reverse. Answer question okay, four. Great. Were you lied to? How do you know? Oh my goodness. Um, because 
we commonly today say that there are six colors in the rainbow. And actually, for what you and I were just talking about, it makes more sense for there to be six colors in the rainbow. And so that's great. Like, that's a great thing to share with kids. And maybe indigo yeah. is too complicated of a word to sing in the song. Yes. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Yeah, doesn't work at all. <laughs> okay. Well, question three. Why is color just a construct? <laughs> because all it is is how our eyes see different wavelengths of light. Okay. Question number two. Are the highest wavelengths of light on the purple or the red side of the rainbow? The purple side. Hey, nice job. Good observation. Nice. And finally, question one. <laughs> Where did the seven colors of the rainbow originally come from? Newton. Newton's fourth law. The seven sure. colors. For his fourth law, the seven colors. Mm -hmm. Yes. All Sounds right. Like well, a terrible sequel. It does. It really does. <laughs> well, congratulations. Even backwards, you were successful at the quiz. Oh my gosh. And I guessed half of the questions. <laughs> you did. You did. Which is a sign that you were paying attention. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for today's lesson. So why don't you wrap up your stuff and get ready for my closing remarks. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at I Slept Through Science or on Twitter at Slept Science. If you have dumb science questions like I do, please send them to us. You can email us at isleptthroughscience at gmail.com or you can even send us a voice memo and we'll play it on the podcast. Please rate and review our podcast to tell other people what you think about it. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and share about our podcast on social media. Thank you to Beth Reed Miller for the artwork. You can check out more of Beth's artwork at Beth is something. Okay, great. Thanks. Bye. Ah! The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you.